podcast is generously brought to you by Audible. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to www.audiblepodcast.com slash Saratalk. Comments made on the Saratalk Podcast Network are those of the individuals and do not represent Saratalk Corporation, its staff, management, board of directors, or third-party resellers. Triple Click Home. And welcome to Triple Click Home, number 37. 37, I'm not, oh, yeah, it's a bad English accent, I know. My name's Joshua Loya, and I have uh, my fairly and very consistently talented co-hosts, Hope Pavanmeyer and Mr. John Panarese. Hello, everybody. You're more than fairly talented. You're, you're Both of you are exceptionally talented. So uh, I will, I will fix you. this now. <laughs> there is more talent between you two guys than maybe like... I don't know about that, John. Far than me. You, you, oh you, you are a very hardworking, very knowledgeable AT trainer. And uh, there's a lot of patience that goes on with that particular line of work, in my personal opinion. Yeah, there is. <laughs> After today, yes. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Well, all right. Well, we have some pretty interesting Apple things that have happened over the course of the last month, and we've gotten some more clarity on things. We don't have to take this in any particular order. However, to so all the naysayers about the Apple Watch not having voiceover accessibility features, so I quite honestly, I think uh, those of us who were worrying, uh, were worrying a little bit for not. I couldn't see it not having voiceover. And, you know, let's be clear here. I, I don't think there's been an official word from Apple about it having it, but there's just been a lot of sources out there and written by developers who've gotten a look at the code and, and including a um, nine to five Mac article that talks about exactly how it's going to work. Yeah. That nine to five Mac article was actually the, specifically the one that I was referring to. I think they have a pretty good track record of right. If somebody's going to report on accessibility and they're not part of the accessibility press, as we would probably be categorized as being a part of, I think it's probably a safe bet that there's some pretty solid uh, accessibility features built. I have to agree. I mean, why would Apple start now putting out something that just, nope, sorry. Their track record for the last several years with their products having accessibility built in has been pretty consistent. I mean, you know, there was a discussion on the Mac Accessibility podcast about maybe it not having full voiceover integration in the first initial release, and maybe there'll be software updates, which is always a possibility. This is pretty but possible because I mean, the, with yeah. the, the second generation Apple TV, you know, we're on the third one now, but the second generation when it wasn't initially accessible, and then there was an update yeah. very soon after it was. I released. believe Josh. The Lion Court made that point yeah. in accessibility. Yeah, I think that, it was a know. pretty astute observation, actually. Now I'd like to turn to the newest addition to the Apple family. And of course, I'm talking about the Apple Watch. The Apple Watch is the most personal device we have ever created. It's not just with you, it's on you. Right. And uh, so we'll big see. fans of the Accessibility Podcast, just by the way, which John has been on before. <laughs> yes, proud member of the roundtable. Excellent. April 10th is the uh, uh, you can pre-order, pre-order the yep. watch. And April 24th. Yeah, yes. you can actually go and look at it. You, you have your different sizes. Right. And, you know, of course, you have your sport, your Apple Watch. I agree with Josh also. They, they should have given it some designation other than just Apple Watch. And then, of course, you have the edition versions. I think the uh, sport is what three 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 forty nine and yeah and then the standard Apple Watch is five forty nine and then starting at I guess I should say 
it can go up from there. And then, of course, if you want the addition option and you have money to burn and you got at least $10,000, if I was a billionaire, I might consider it. Yeah. A- as it yeah. is, I'm probably going to be reduced to the sport option if I buy one. Me and you both. Oh, me th- oh definitely. I agree. You know, if anybody out there wants to hire me to do some really amazingly uh, well-paying stuff, you can contact me. I would probably consider the standard Apple Watch edition. Uh, not the edition, but the 549 option. Mm-hmm. Right. It's going to be really cool. It's one of those things where, you know, I'm anxious to look at it. Yeah. I want to see what it's going to look like with all its haptic feedback. And I mean, we've already seen a preview sort of because the Apple Watch app is on iOS iOS 8.2. Yep. Now, there are some people that are like, I want to remove this. I don't care about the watch. I don't care. I want to remove the stocks apps, too. You know, and there's a bunch of stuff I don't use. You can't. You know, people just stop complaining about it. Just move it to a folder and it goes away. Yeah, you you can have the uh, folder of lost app children. What is the the apps of lost children? People call it the unused apps, the junk folder, the, you know, Mm -hmm. don't care, give a crap folder. Yeah. You know, you call it whatever you want. But the reality is, you know, it's been the case since the very beginning. You cannot delete the stock apps that come on the phone whether you agree with it or not is a debate that's you know fine but the reality is you can't Mm -hmm. and i've personally learned to live with it (laughs) sure yeah i don't you have training clients nearly as frequently as john does but in occasionally i'll get somebody wants to learn something and i you know it's still a skill set that i have to a limited degree and you know they might want to see these apps right i still try to stay up on it so that in the event that Somebody wants to learn how to use an iOS device from me that I can show them what the stock apps look like. Exactly. Because there are people that just because you don't like a specific application doesn't mean that the rest of the world, you know, it's just a reality. Yeah. And honestly, maybe I should take more interest in stocks and then I could afford an Apple Watch edition. So. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good point. <laughs> Very good point. Hey, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. And then you'd get your $10,000 and you'd be like, hmm, I could actually get the Yeah, then I, then I just edition. buy a car instead instead of our beat-up pickup that we have right now. But And will it have CarPlay? <laughs> um, well, a lot of them are. A lot of them are. <laughs> yeah. And if I buy a brand new one, there's, yeah. I mean, gosh, it seems like it's picking up a lot more. And Apple was pretty, pretty smart on uh, making some of that happen. Yeah, that was pretty brilliant, actually. And so the rumors of the Apple car, my view on that is it could still happen, but I think... All these, oh my gosh, they're hiring people from these dealerships and these particular positions. But it's really probably just to figure out how you're going to get CarPlay to work with all the various manufacturers. I don't see the Apple Car. I mean, I could be wrong. And I will be the first to say, okay, but it seems more likely that that's what it was about. Now, have we heard any confirmation as to whether or not, because I've pontificated to this end a while back, and I've heard other people suggest this too, that there are going to be some aftermarket, you know, so even if you have a car that does not support it, or you want a custom car that doesn't support the Apple stuff, you know, CarPlay and whatnot, that there might be some aftermarket dash units and things. Yeah, there probably will be. I'm Mm -hmm. sure that there's going to be ways to, you know, retrofit, you know. With Apple Play. If I buy a DeLorean, and you can still buy these, by the way. There's a company out in North Carolina, I think it is, that actually has enough parts to make you a brand new DeLorean like from Back to the Future. Um, you can go back to the future. You can go back to the future, go your 88 miles per hour, and you can still have your Apple uh, CarPlay set up, mm-hmm. theoretically, if there's you an Apple market. Huey Lewis in the news while you're driving at 88 miles that's per hour awesome. and going back in time. <laughs> actually, that's coming up this year. This is 2015. This is the latest year depicted in those films. This is true. Mm-hmm. This is the Back to the Future year. In what is it, like October? November, November, I think. Yeah. I don't have the exact date. I'm sure if Chad Blanco is listening, he will be yelling at his uh, 
podcast player of choice going, it's this, I it's know this it. date. It's Joshua. It's this. It's this. Hey, hey. So, b- big, Sorry, we this. can't hear you. <laughs> big big shout out yeah. to Chad out there because he, hey, he is Pat. he is definitely our uh, our additional compatriot in the pursuit of uh, Apple things. Yeah, yeah, he's a lot of fun and very knowledgeable about Apple things too. Actually, he's very patient. Very much actually, good trainer. So Chad, if uh, anybody wants to say what's up, they can do that. So I think he's like MK hey, Freak or something. Up. Yeah, actually, that's a good segue. How about that? So our, our <laughs> own Hope Poffenmeyer is is hosting a new podcast. I am indeed, and it's called What's Up. And it basically is what's up this week or whatever. It's going to be a weekly thing. You got like some Samnet things in there and, and some Audible stuff, right? Yeah. Audible, Samnet, Kindle. I'm looking to extend it to other people and other sources. I had a really neat book review and a contribution from Joe Orozco. But I want the listeners to submit things. If you know you have a favorite genre, a favorite book, a favorite whatever it might be. You know, it's the review of the week segment. So should that be at resources at serotalk.com? You can send it uh, to resources at saratalk.com or you can send it to what's up podcast one at gmail.com. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. All right. Do we have any more Apple Watch pontifications or observations? I think it- the event really went through a lot of the different types of things you're going to be able to do with the watch. And I thought that really covered the spectrum. One of the guys came up there and said, it's basically a day in the life of having an Apple Watch and all the various ways you would use it. And it was pretty impressive. Yeah. I'm looking forward to April. By the way, uh, sometime in April, guys, we're working out trying to make something really cool happen for you. And that's all you get. We don't want to say any more in case we don't make it happen, yeah. but we're endeavoring to make something especially That's cool right. take place. And even if we can't, something will happen. Right. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. That's all you see. Yeah, don't, see? don't you like how vague yes. we are so that whatever we say, it's <laughs> it actually true? could be aliens landing in Times Square, but we don't exactly. know. Exactly. We can say that. You heard it here, folks. John Panarese is predicting aliens landing aliens in Times in Square. Aliens in Times Square. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's the episode. The Apple alien Watch extraterrestrial watches. <laughs> extraterrestrial watch. Right. Watch no watch for aliens. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All there right. we go. See, see, that's what always happens. Excellent. Okay, so I wonder though if Apple Watch tap into uh, see what I did there. Tap into HealthKit nice. because the research options that they're going to tap in with HealthKit and being able to do gathering of information. It looks like you can opt in or opt out. You know, you're you're, mm-hmm. you're not. Yeah, you so you're not stuck them, at least, right. you know? And you don't have to send them your data if you want a little bit more privacy, you know? Right, and that's the miscon. People are like, oh, I don't want Apple listening yeah, to all just my- don't okay, send just it. don't that's send all. it. Just like turning off geolocation right. if you don't want people to follow you, yeah. you know? You do have the ability to do that on your stuff. I'm looking forward to HealthKit. I really am. I use the health app as it is right now. I filled it out because you never know what could happen. And it's a neat resource for emergency numbers, contacts. People can look at that. I realize I don't even actually know what my blood type is. I was looking at the health. I forgot what mine is. I used to know that years ago, and I I don't even remember anymore. I think it's A negative. I'll just say type O negative because it's a metal blood type. (laughs) Wow. Metal fans would get that. Anyway. Yes. uh Absolutely. The other thing I thought was really neat, and I wonder if this would have happened under Steve Jobs' watch, so to speak, is the fact that the tools for the, uh, the research stuff that they're doing are going to be made open source so that they can be utilized on other platforms. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know if that would have happened under Steve Jobs. It's possible, but I doubt it. This very much seems like a Tim Cook decision. And to that end, I think it'll actually help 
allay some of the concerns that a lot of people had that the studies that would otherwise be done just by people with Apple devices, it's kind of self-selecting. You're not going to be able to get a if you have the ability to gather data not only from Apple devices but Android and, and whatever else devices that are pulling in this information, then you can do far more accurate groups of people that you're gathering the information right. from. It's not going to just be people who have the money to afford a device that can handle this. Yeah. You know, there are the people, oh my gosh, technology is evil. Evil or not, it's where we are. It's what we have. And yep. frankly, it's done some really amazing things. It's just progressing and, you know, and it, it is in the long term going to help people, you know, and all this, oh, yes. you know, gathering this data and being able to maybe down the line find cures or ways of dealing with specific types of ailments simply through, you know, the data collected from your watch is pretty incredible. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, it's truly innovative. Well, and even something as simple as if you keep a really detailed food journal, for example, and you have people who are keeping track of what they're eating and the health kit is monitoring their symptoms and their vitals and things, they may not know themselves that a particular food is exacerbating it, but somebody could pull right. it and could kind of see, oh, well, this particular berry actually has a positive effect or this particular spice actually kind of messes with people's blood sugar or whatever it is. You know, you can kind of start collating all that information in a way that really wouldn't have been possible as, as simply done prior to now, I think. You're right. Although, just on a pure opportunistic level, I've only done one medical study for money. You know, I'm wondering if this is going to take away that opportunity to get paid like $1,000 for sleep studies and whatever else that we previously had available to us. But, you know, such is the mm -hmm. way. <laughs> I'm sure they'll work out some way of compensating people for uh, sending yeah, them their Yeah, I'm sure. sure of that. That's pretty exciting, I think. It's very exciting. Well, the Apple also had some other product news, you know, besides the watch. Yeah, we're getting into the controversial piece here, aren't we? Aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Dun, 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 dun. A night. They were talking about releasing a new MacBook 12, what is it, 12.1-inch screen, yes. retina display, yeah. supposed to fit between the MacBook Air and the MacBook Pro, if you want to sort of know where it's supposed to fit as far as its specs and all of that stuff. Redesigned completely, new battery technology. Uh, the battery technology, the that was laptop. really cool. Yeah. Like that that sheet technology and being able to mold, that's pretty neat. But the definition of portability has changed in the last several years, led by iPhone and iPad. So we challenged ourselves to take everything that we had learned in designing iPhone and iPad and do something incredibly ambitious and bold. We challenged ourselves to reinvent the notebook. And we did it. And here it is. The one thing that sort of has baffled a lot of people and sort of got them doubting, including myself, is this whole idea of a one-port connector, a USB-C port that's supposed to be everything for, you know, plugging it in to recharge it to connecting to other external devices. So there's no other ports except this one USB-C port on this. Though this it does laptop. have a headphone jack still, I believe. Yeah, it has. It yes, yeah. yes. So I don't know. There's some potential security issues. I was reading an article talking about how, depending on the charger and, and things you're using to plug it into the USB-C uh, port, that it could actually, theoretically, have a virus in it, because it has the ability to pass data as well as power, that you're going to be in a situation as a user where you only want to plug in chargers that you personally know and trust. 
So like that whole thing of, you know, like if I'm at, uh, say Starbucks or another cafe or something, gee, you know, me drinking coffee, that's so weird, is usually I, with rare, rare exceptions, will I not have my MacBook Pro charger with me. However, I think there was at least one or two occasions where I was with someone and they happened to have theirs and I could use theirs and it worked out. You're not going to want to take, oh, just some stranger's MacBook charger for the new MacBook because unless you trust them and know them, who knows? And they may not even know that their charger has been infected with something, depending on if they're using, like, say, an aftermarket charger or something. I don't know how likely that is to be, and maybe there will be some safeguards for that. But there is the potential danger for something like that to happen. Well, and the other part of it is, as I've read, is, you know, if you're going to connect to external devices, you pretty much are going to have to get a hub, you know, of some kind. I wonder if the new charger, because we haven't really gotten a lot of information about the new charger. At least I haven't read any. Maybe you have, John, or Hope. I've heard a couple of people pontificate that the charger will actually potentially have some additional USB ports or things on it. So, like, it'll not only be a charger, but a powered hub. I haven't read that. I've heard that Apple's going to be selling a hub that's supposed to have USB and I think Thunderbolt and something else. Yeah, I don't um, know what the throughput is on wrong. USB-C. I read it and, of course, I can't remember. 10 gigabytes? That's pretty significant. So it has yes, the it bandwidth. Is. So if you do have a hub yeah. or, or some sort of adapter, it can handle all of the devices that you would otherwise need. So the, I guess there's that, depending on what type of hub they end up uh, making. Well, I find it interesting, too, that it's actually thinner and lighter than the air. Yeah, where does that leave the air, then? So I guess, does that mean that the next generation airs that they come out are going to be redesigned as well? I mean, I would assume that all of the MacBook, you know, Air Pro or whatever is going to start heading in this direction. I want to see one. I mean, I'm not going to buy one personally. I have a MacBook Pro and I'm happy with what I got. Yeah, I got my Air last summer. I love it. You know, I still love it. Yeah, and if I get another MacBook, it probably will actually be an Air, um, because my brother has a has a 13 inch Air, and, and yeah, I do too. Know, that was I got a 13 instead of an 11 because I wanted the card reader, and right. you know, just that little bit longer battery life, and I love it. I love it lots. I could see where this would be really helpful for if you wanted kind of like a note taker replacement. I know a lot of blind people specifically have used the uh, MacBook Airs as a note-taker replacement, so they're not using like a, a Braille sensor or whatever else, and they're using right. this. And the one thing is, depending on what kind of hub options there are for home, if that powered hub kind of charger sort of thing that they're talking about can have a bunch of devices hooked up to it, then you don't have to take the time to go ahead and hook up all your devices and your hard drives and everything. You can just kind of make yourself a little de facto docking station. So if you have your new MacBook for mostly home use and you kind of travel for a couple of things or whatnot, and you don't need to worry about doing any kind of multimedia stuff, I think, you know, uh, those of us on the podcast are a little bit of a special case. We probably would want to do more stuff than your average user. But if you have it where that's your main, say your writer or something, you use that to do all of your writing. Well, you may not want to take this big giant thing with you. You want to go to say the coffee shop or whatever right there. And then you want to come back home and back it up. And maybe you want to rip some CDs or throw some things on it later, but you don't want to take all of your extra devices with you. I could see where that might actually be an instance where this could be beneficial. Right. I'm sure it's going to have a place and I'm sure they'll sell, you know, oh, they'll, they'll sell, sell plenty of them. Just because it's the new yeah. app MacBook, you know? Yeah. Um, you know. And it is a pretty beautiful, by all accounts, piece of technology, just aesthetically speaking, mm-hmm. which Apple usually right. does very, very well. Yeah. It's just not something that I personally am looking to purchase. But I would like you, I'd like to see one. Now, this sort of brings us a little bit 
back around to the, you were talking earlier about people liking to sort of do note taking and things. I personally like to multitask with mine. I have windows Mm -hmm. seven on my MacBook air. Grr. Unfortunately, the new MacBooks are not going to support windows seven. Razen, frazen, risen, razen. I mean, I know windows 10 is the new and it would be the new cool. And I get that, but I am a musician, so there is some software that just is not quite up to Windows 10 support yet. Yeah, and it'll it'll come. Now, it'll support Windows 8. They will yes. support Windows 8.1, so you know you, you have that. Although, from somebody who, as I said, I don't do nearly as much training, not even close, actually, and basically none except the occasional client at this stage, as John does, being able to have access to, yeah, you can still do your fusion and your parallels and, and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. you know, you have that fusion is, by the way, considerably more accessible than parallels the last time I checked for voiceover users. So you can run a virtual machine of whatever Windows operating system you need. But if you're doing any kind of multimedia stuff on a Mac computer, you are definitely going to want to run Windows natively. And as of right now, if you already have an existing Mac, you're good. You can run your Windows 7, but Anything you buy now from this point forward, you're basically stuck, I think, using Windows 8 and onward. Were there any exceptions to that that you were? Because you seem to actually be up up on that a little bit. Unfortunately. I mean, the rationale is Windows 7 is 2009, and it's 2015, and it's been six years. and Yeah, but it's also the operating system of choice for enterprise solutions. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. We actually have a, a mutual friend, as a matter of fact, who works at a college in Northern California, and all of their computers are Windows 7. When I previously worked at Braille Institute, their enterprise solution uh, was all Windows 7. And I still am close friends with Juan in the, in the San Diego location, to my knowledge. And the last thing he suggested, they're not planning on upgrading to Windows 8. And the upgrade cycle, it's not time. <laughs> Most not of those yet. organizations no. are not going to go through their whole... They barely got onto Windows 7, even now, uh, in some places. Not necessarily that organization, but there are a lot of offices that are not just barely switched over. Some that aren't even at Windows 7 yet. Right. There are actually parts of the grocery store where you check out. The U scans, there are some that still run Windows. Are you talking 7. about the, the automatic or the self directed checkout the self, thing? The self service checkouts, yeah. Yeah. Those still have Windows XP noises. Wow. Yeah. What does that tell you? I wonder if those will start supporting Apple Pay, though. That'd be kind of neat. That would be the most awesome paradox, right? Because it's running Windows XP. You slide your Apple Watch up there. The latest technology. Yes. I wonder if there's, ooh, sorry, I, I know we're jumping around a little bit, but it just made me think of, because they did talk about the vending machine thing again. Tim Cook was talking about that. Mm-hmm. We talked oh, about yeah. this a little bit yeah. last time, but I just, again, I don't know how much information can be passed to the Apple Watch, but if there is a way that that can be a receiver, so you can kind of actually look at the inventory and or the payment options for a vending machine, because if they're all digital, then that's going to be... You know, they've always been kind of suspect, you know, like if you go to like one of the old style vending machines, you have to basically have it memorized and hope they didn't change what went in those slots. You know, there's not like a little, they did change the, you know, because you might have had, say, if you if there's a vending machine at work, you're like, all right, so the top one's Coke, second one's Diet Coke, third one's, you know, Dr. Pepper or whatever, or Mountain Dew or whatever if they mix them, because they might take out, you know, the standard products, put something else. Mm-hmm. If they're using a digital setup and they have the technology to connect in with the Apple Watch or, or even, I suppose, the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus, Apple Watch makes more sense, then you can actually know what you're getting. Even if you're at an unfamiliar vending machine, 
And, you know, that's actually kind of neat. If they can pull it off, I don't know if the technology will uh, will support that, but that could be pretty cool. It'd be interesting to see if they could do that, because that would make life a lot easier. However, I, I will say that, and I think Bill Kosiaba on the Real World Fitness would probably agree that if it comes out of a vending machine, you're, you're probably not going to want to eat it if you want to be healthy. <laughs> Whatever. The latest episode of that is really neat, by the way. Yeah. Real World Fitness. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Indeed. And I actually had a conversation with Bill. There may be some interesting things coming. I don't know if I'm tipping my hat too far in advance, but we'll see. Okay. And the Apple TV is cheaper. Yeah. That was the another Apple announcement. The Apple TV is $30 cheaper. It's yeah. very exciting. Yeah. And Hope, isn't this great? Because you just bought one at full price like three months ago, right? I, I really, not even three. I, I mean. <laughs> oh, well. Isn't that how it see, always I, happens? I, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I feel for the people that just a couple of days it, like, before like, the event or a month ago. Yeah, I just yeah. bought a new MacBook Air. I'm so cool. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. I just got an Apple TV. I'm so cool. Well, it's $30 less now, mm. but yeah, you're still cool. Okay, fine. <laughs> there are rumors that there is going to be a new one, and that is why well, one of the reasons why this one's price got lowered. They're also lowering MacBook Air prices as well in lieu of the MacBook. Now, we are jumping around a little bit, but I'm curious, though, because we did our little thing that we do and we start talking about the apple tv you were saying that there's some rumors on having like an app store in there yeah Looks like, yeah, like, the, like, the, like the newer one will have an app store mm-hmm, an app store and more memory yeah it's supposed to have uh, siri i believe is that what they were saying and yeah siri yeah. as well yes now i know this might seem weird for some people but i have been wanting ever since the audible app was like the all of their stuff is cloud-based and you can kind of pick up your play position on your ipad or your iphone or what have you i have been wanting in audible app for my apple tv because it's like that one service that i can't consistently get there. i want amazon for my apple tv yeah that's probably true amazon for my apple tv i don't know i have dubious as to whether or not that will happen it depends on how open they make the app store for that if they do then yeah you'll, it probably will be available the one thing that i'm looking forward to though is you know being able to if i want to sit back and enjoy something like we're alive or some sort of they get a lot of audio dramas and things over at audible.com and uh, being able to put that in on my sound system and everything, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That would. And, you know, obviously I can use my AirPlay thing where, you know, I, my receiver can do that. So I don't have to even hear voiceover over things or whatnot. Right. But it would still be really cool. I mean, I do agree with you. Oh, my gosh. An Audible app on the Apple TV? Yeah. Yeah. Is it true about Audible that the new Steve Jobs biography is supposed to be free on Audible? Did anybody read that someplace? Becoming Steve Jobs, I think. Yeah, I actually just added it to my wish list. I can go check that actually here, possibly even. But whether you can get it for free right away, you could go to audiblepodcast.com slash serotalk and get it for free. You could. Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't have to actually. Even if it's not free, you could get it for free. However, I would recommend if it is for free, don't use that for your free book. No, get something else. else. Then then, then you can get two books. Exactly. See. It works out. And there there are tons and tons and tons of books on Audible. And if you like Kindle and things like that as well, a lot of books are WhisperSync ready. And so Audible and Kindle have obviously, they've partnered up for those who don't know. And you can buy the Kindle edition and the Audible edition. And you, you get a break on the price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I look forward to doing that. I just uh, did a segment on What's Up about books that are out this week. And there are a couple of books I'm looking forward to reading, and it's like, should I get Kindle or Audible? Because I do like switching back and forth. Then you can sync back and forth, absolutely. Sometimes what you get, though, for one credit, it's amazing. I just yes. bought a lecture series, and 
it would have been like 70, almost $80. And it was one credit. And I have an Audible membership. I have the two books at a time option. Mm, I do that as well. Less than 30 bucks. That's like 22 something dollars, I think, once I actually got the thing. And, you know, so for the price of one credit, almost $80 worth of a program. Right. And that's where you can really leverage the power of an Audible membership. That's incredible. I've run into this now where I run out of credits and I want to buy some more because there's so many cool things on Audible Mm -hmm. or Audible. I almost said audiblepodcast.com slash share talk when I just meant to say audible.com. So (laughs) you guys got anything you're reading right now, like at the moment from Audible or that you've gotten? I'm getting ready to read The Stranger by Harlan Coben. I'm looking forward to that very much. Oh, very cool. Um, That just was released. John, you got anything you're reading? No, I'm still finishing uh, American Sniper. I haven't really, I'm about three quarters of the way through it. See, he was heavily influenced by our uh, our inaugural podcast to go check that out. So there you go. Oh, wait, no. That was that was, that was something else. Close, though. Never mind. <laughs> it had American in it. Mm-hmm. Maybe Apple needs to make a, a memory app uh, to remind me. Oh, yeah, you and me both. <laughs> now, the other thing about the MacBook Air that I forgot, or not the MacBook Air. See, I won't call it a MacBook Air because it's so, so much smaller. The MacBook, it has that force... Click oh, the force touch. The yeah, pre- that's kind of neat. Yeah, and they put that on the um, the revised 13-inch MacBook Pro, too. I would be incredibly surprised if any of the future refreshes, if they, so yeah. if they do like a MacBook Pro refresh or, or even like just a Magic Trackpad refresh, you know, for like the iMacs and stuff, I would imagine it would have it on there. But basically what this does is it allows you to not just touch like your normal taps, but different levels of pressure, you know, so that if you press a little bit, and then you could do, it will tap and hold. You might be able to tap and then press hold a little bit and then press it a little bit more. I think like the one example that was given is if you're rewinding or fast forwarding something that as you press a little bit more, that actually rewinds at a faster rate. And it's just one single control. You don't have to keep pressing it. That's kind of cool. That's pretty neat. Now it doesn't move like the um, same click that a lot of people are used to on like say the older MacBooks and stuff. But I guess they're they're using some of the feedback technology they're using the Apple Watch, I believe. Yes. So you have some of that still tactile experience, which still could be kind of neat. A traditional trackpad is hinged at the top. And as you click on it, it moves like a diving board. So the top end is stiffer and the bottom end is softer. Well, not with this trackpad. We call it the Force Touch Trackpad. It has a glass multi-touch surface, but built underneath it, are four force sensors. And for the first time in a trackpad, our Taptic engine that you've heard about with Watch is built into here as well to provide feedback of your clicking. This is an incredibly thin, capable trackpad. And for the first time, you can click anywhere and get the exact same feel over the entire surface. It's not hinged like a diving board. And that feel, because it's managed in software, you can adjust it. You want to have a stiffer or softer feel to your trackpad. But what it can do is so much more than that. Those four sensors sense a range of pressure from your lightest click to a deeper press. We've created a new gesture for those deeper presses. We call them a force click. Definitely useful, too. Speaking of vibrations and stuff, I use custom vibrations on my phone for different things. For ringtones and alerts and stuff? Mm-hmm. I enjoy that functionality because it's like, oh, it's a text. Okay. You know, because sometimes I'm in a doctor's office or I'm somewhere where I don't need my phone being all loud, so I have it muted. But by vibration, I know what's happening generally. I know a couple of people who've actually, I, I don't know Morse code, I really should learn it. But what they've done is they've actually 
create because you can create a custom vibration for every single person in your contacts and they actually have set it up to where it will vibrate in morse code the person who's calling them why do i think that patrick would do something like that because <laughs> you probably would <laughs> and by the way if you have done this please send us an eye report yeah, i want to know that really. there's more than just one person that's done this because th- i just think that's neat i mean i've done like just crazy stuff but not morse code i have a couple of vibrations that i know if it's my brother and you know this person or that person just from messing around a bit but nothing significant Do rhythms from your favorite uh yes i do uh, 80s rock songs yes i do yay see that's awesome that's fun. don't stop vibrating <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. That's lame. Oh, that's awesome. Well, actually, MP3s are lame, really. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes Sorry. they're pro, or they used to be. Yes, this they indeed. used to be pro. Yeah. They used to be pro. It's all, all about the, the all Ma- Apple. About those. Wait, Macs, out of the Max. About those Max. No Windows. Okay. Seven. <laughs> or, or, no, no. Yeah, that's actually. I, I think you're darn near prophetic now that, <laughs> about that. For those of you who are confused, triple click 36. Yeah, listen, listen to, to 36, 36. And there's a little Easter egg at the very end there. <laughs> Again, we have interesting things coming in April. You'll get to get your hands on an Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys have any comments, though? I didn't actually let you speak to the force click, which I totally went Star Wars, by the way, like immediately. Yes. I wonder if that wasn't intentional because they have that close relationship with Disney. Could be. It could very well be, actually. I bet you there's going to be some sort of like game or something or whatever you know that we'll see but it's getting you to use the word force again indeed <laughs> which is always a good thing the force is with me watch <laughs> <sighs> we're just uh puntastic today aren't we <laughs> cool well thank you for the twitter comments and the i reports and uh comments on the blog and, and things yes there were some great i reports thank you ben thank you for your commentary your commentary is neat because you're an Android user, but you still listen to to the Apple stuff. So I can respect that a lot. And this is just showing you how weird I am. Ben, you sound like a, a younger Dr. Harrison Wells from The Flash on the Flash TV show. There's a certain similarity to your, your vocal patterns, and it's just one of those odd things that I do. I hear people, and I make connections and associations. So, And I think you're probably a lot nicer of a guy uh, than Dr. Wells is, though, if you've seen the show. So. <laughs> Which I bought actually as a just as an aside on my Apple TV that I wonder how that's gonna Yeah, see I bought that with a season pass. Those season passes are cool. Oh there you go. Oh they are amazing. That reminds me. Sorry, I just totally forgot. One of the coolest things, because I hate paying for cable TV, you can watch uh HBO, HBO, HBO now. now. Not now, but soon, as in in April, probably by the time this is released, I suspect. Yep. So if you're listening, check out your Apple TV to see if you can get HBO now. Fifteen yep. bucks a month. First month is free. Now, I don't know if they're going to do a contract thing or what, but you get the first month and you can kind of see if it's actually worth it for you. And quite honestly, I have paid at least as much as 15 bucks to add HBO to my existing cable TV service. Wow. And that's not just the price of the HBO. That's just HBO. That not a, I had another 60 bucks before that that I had when I had cable TV. I'm not doing that again. Right. I do miss my Jeopardy, and I hope someday that there will be a way to watch Jeopardy in a legit way without having to have TV. But in the meantime, it's pretty awesome to be able to just, you know, 15 bucks a month, because there's some really good programming there. Yeah, you know, you got, yeah you got there Game is. of Thrones. Silicon Valley, which is an amazing show. Please go watch this. Don't watch it if you're easily offended, but if you work in the tech industry at all, you need to watch the show. 
Just saying. <laughs> well, you also need to watch Portlandia. If Which you're... isn't an HBO show, but still very good. You can get that on Hulu. But yeah, Game of Thrones, that was, yeah, of course, that was pretty the, much the trailer, what which... they were really uh, promoming in the upcoming mm-hmm. season. I highly recommend Silicon Valley for you, John, by the way. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah, because he's got time. Yeah, got yeah, time. yeah. You're not work. You're not like working like ridiculous hours at all, are you? No, no. <laughs> no. You know, he takes it easy. He yeah. wakes up. He's like, maybe I'll make French toast this morning. Yeah, French toast, scrambled <laughs> eggs, pancakes. Who knows? Let me contemplate on this, and maybe even an hour, I'll figure something out. In the meantime, what are the birds doing? <laughs> Just in case anybody can't detect our sarcasm, John, again, as I mentioned, is one of the hardest working people I know. So He's awesome. Yeah, he really, really is. Uh, Mr. JP, he, he he knows how to make a deal. You know, um, um, you want to learn how to use my I, 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 iOS devices here? I'll, I'll get you your, your two-finger double tap over here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> get a so double tap Joshua to your head. So Joshua made <laughs> you gangster now. You're yeah. like New yeah. York. You're- yeah, yeah. Come, come over here. I'll show you some iOSs. <laughs> oh, boy. Now that we've just offended all the New Yorkers, no. <laughs> They're like, really? <laughs> Forget about it. Right? <laughs> Forget about it, all right? <laughs> Forget about mobile me? Did I, did I just say that? Yeah, mobile me. <sighs> yes, and I, I am aware that's a bad accent, and it bears no resemblance to Mr. Panarese, but it's fun to say it anyway. No, you know what it is? It's Oscar from Sesame Street. Oscar. <laughs> Yeah, but he had a little bit more of a. There a you thing go. In there. You know, <laughs> oh, spaghetti awesome. and anchovy ice cream. You know, just, yeah. <laughs> you know, you would be a Gretsch too if you lived in a garbage can. Yeah, no. <laughs> but he loves it in the garbage can. He even tried the whole love thing, and it just didn't work. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> but I digress. Indeed. Well, do we have any other comments and, and things we'd like to mention? Just trying to think of the, what other stuff was uh, released that was talked about. Those are really the major things. Yeah. I mean, obviously, iOS 8.2, we sort of briefly touched on that. People are saying that things are more responsive. I have honestly yes, not are. noticed a difference. Um, they are more responsive. And another little trick, if we, I can't remember if we mentioned it the last time, but it uses Shazam. If you hold down your home button and say, what song is this? Then you'll get a message from Siri. All right, I'll take a listen. And yeah. then uh, Siri will announce to you what song you're listening to. And it is yeah, really I, I use this all really the time. Yeah. It's amazing what it yeah, knows, I can't imagine too. somebody whose who's other life is a professional musician would use anything like that. I do, actually. <laughs> it, what sarcasm? What? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, that's really neat. Because I can't always get to the Shazam app. And I'm kind of, you know, if yeah. it works, I'm, I'm much happier with that. Yeah, Siri, now, my only option is would be to say, I haven't tried this. Purchase it in iTunes. Mm-hmm. And then, like, so if I'm listening to a song and I want to buy it right away, that would be kind of neat. It would, but they can't do that for security? No. Even if they wouldn't be able to purchase it for you, they could bring you to the – they could open up the- – Oh, there is a button, though. You can swipe, and there is a buy on iTunes button. Oh, okay. See, I haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I, f- I could see where, like, if you brought that up, then it at least, even if it couldn't do it for mm-hmm. you, it could bring you to the place in the iTunes store where that song is, and then you could yep, do it Yep, it'll do yourself. that. It'll do yeah. that. It's pretty fun. I've actually only been playing with that for the last like week or two. Oh, okay. But, yeah, so I, I, I was ignorant of that, and not blissfully so, because that's kind of a feature I'd like to make, and I probably will make considerably more use of. No, I enjoy it, especially with, I mean, and I sound old here, but the musicians of today, so I'm like, I don't know, who is that? It's, it's cool, but who is that? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and especially, too, like with some of the video choices and stuff, um, yeah, of course you have your iTunes radio, but like if you have, say, like another 
device or something that's playing something, you know, like I listen to a lot of weird eclectic music and stuff, but I don't know what half of it is. Mm -hmm. So cool. Where can people find you, John, if they want to learn more about what you do and your tweets every six months or you actually tweeted within the last two or three weeks, I think this time. Actually, I've, I hooked up the, just as you suggested with the WordPress, um, what is that Jetpack? Mm -hmm. Uh, I actually got it working with the Twitter account. It's at Mac for the blind for anybody interested in following me. Cool deal. And of course your, your website is Mac for the blind.com. Yes. www.macfortheblind.com. Now, if somebody actually wanted to learn Mac things from you, they could do this theoretically. Yes, yes they could. So you could have a mm-hmm. celebrity teach you how to use your Apple devices. I'll get somebody. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and Ms. Pavanmeyer, you have music on iTunes. I do have music on iTunes. I've not put up any in a little while, but I plan to change that here in the future. I'm Music of Hope on Twitter, and you can follow me and look at my tweets. I'm kind of sporadic. Um, sometimes I'm like either really on it or I'm really not. And now if somebody wants to listen to What's Up, where should they go to start checking that out? They should go to whatsup.saratalk.com, or they could follow What's Up Podcast 1 on Twitter as well. Or they could listen, you know, via their iBlink app as well. It's in iBlink. Yes, on Android and iOS. Which is, I guess, Android. Um, And Fire. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. People are like, where's iBlink for Windows? It's like, well, no. It's coming, (laughs) maybe. maybe. Can't speak to that because I'm not a developer, but I can say that we're looking into it. We do have our beast in the basement, Matt Campbell, working on all kinds of interesting things at Saratech. So we'll we'll see how that plays out. And uh, before I pimp myself, if you will, uh, yeah. You go, Joshker. (laughs) I don't know, even know how to process that. It's Oscar anyway, and Joshua. <laughs> um, I am, uh, I'm Joshua Loya. You can follow me at Servant Warrior on Twitter. I tweet a fair amount, actually. And uh, you can you can learn a little bit more about me at ServantWarriorOnline.com. I don't really plug it very often, but I'll mention it just once on this podcast. Many years ago, I was in a band called Arimathea. If you're curious, A-R-I-M-A-T-H-E-A. That's on iTunes and, and Amazon and stuff. So you can check that out if you want. Um, that was... No, not 10 years ago. Five years ago. Yeah, I'm not that old. It was 2010. <laughs> anyway. Awesome. But although I'm feeling like I'm getting older you and older. Are. So, you know. You are. And so am I. The only one that's timeless here is John. Triple click. Home. Yes, indeed. Because he, because he doesn't get a chance Please. to spend. See, he, his time is all taken up. So he's the timeless one. No, it's just that when I hit 40, I just decided to ignore it. So I just don't even <laughs> You're 21. Anymore, so. That's it. You, you know, you just stop. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm going backwards. Oh, That's what is, I is, your last, go backwards. is your original name button? Is that like a deal? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you can listen to John Penarese on this podcast and various places. So I think we're about done. So thank you for listening to Triple Click Home, episode 37. I'm not old. And, uh, yes, you are. And or whatever else. <laughs> well, okay, fine. Thir- I'm not even 37. I'm not old. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening to Triple Click Home. Thank you, guys. Thank you.